and welcome to Infinite Scale, the ultimate podcast for MSP owners. My name is Lara Pascoe and I'll be your host for this podcast. In this podcast episode, we'll be talking about the key traits of successful MSP companies and how to put these traits into practice. Joining us today is MSP owner and MSP service provider, James Vickery. James is a leading influencer in the global MSP community and has decades of experience growing and scaling MSPs. He is the author of Infinite Scale, the ultimate guide to growing your MSP. He's the founder and CEO of Benchmark 365, a white label help desk partner for managed service providers. And he's also the managing director of iNOIT, a technology communications MSP company with deep expertise in cybersecurity, cloud computing, and 24-7 managed IT services. James, hello. Hey, Lara, how you doing? Good, good, really good. So, James, let's do a quick recap of your experience as an MSP owner. You started the Australian-based iNOIT as an MSP provider to mid-sized companies across Australia. You've also been running iNOIT for 20 years, and your other company, Benchmark 365, provides outsourced help desk services to MSP organisations all over the world. So, in your time in the industry, I'm sure you've seen a number of key traits of successful MSPs. If you could highlight, for example, three of them, what would they be? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think there are more than three, but the ones that immediately come to mind are execution. And execution meaning looking forward for your MSP and focusing predominantly on growth. Yep. The second one that I think is a key trait is predictability. And what I mean by that is predictability in operations and predictability for customers. So customers know what to expect. And the third trait that we see consistently across high performing MSPs is profitability. Yeah, absolutely. And they absolutely all make sense. So James, let's drill down a little bit on predictability. You've mentioned some forms of predictability. Why is this important in creating a successful MSP? First of all, for your own sanity as an MSP <laughs> business owner. MSP is by nature unpredictable. It's very hard to predict when the telephone's going to ring. It's very hard to predict when there's going to be an emergency. And mostly it's very hard to predict people. And as much as we are in the managed services industry and we automate things and we document things and we invest in PSA solutions and RMM tools and all of that great stuff, at the end of the day, it's a people business. It's a service business. And people are not as predictable as we'd like them to be. They're not heroes. Sometimes they are heroes, but they can't sustainably be heroic for your business 24 hours a day, solving all problems, leaping to all buildings in a single bound to speak. And they're not predictable in terms of life happens. And I think this has been very prevalent the last few years with COVID, the work from home and the mass displacement of humans now that are working from different places. We're not as predictable as we used to be. We're not as consistent as we used to be. And that has a big impact on an MSP business owner. Yeah, absolutely. So what you're saying here is it's not necessarily that the people inside the MSPs are all bad, but there are circumstances in their lives, for example, that means that people are not necessarily predictable. Therefore, there potentially is a people problem that leads to the downfall right. in predictability. Is that right? Yeah, people are not inherently bad, and we'd definitely not be saying that, but people have life that happens outside of your business, outside of your MSP. When that happens, what we see with unpredictable MSPs 
is that the owner needs to step in and subsidize a process. So for example, if someone's away, not by their own fault, but they're away because something's happened in their life, then the phone might not get answered. And if the phone's not getting answered, that has an impact on the business. And the MSP owner may step in and start answering telephones, or someone else in the team might have to step in and answer telephones. Or if a tier three technician is away and there's a very high priority incident, if you're an MSP business owner and you're technical yourself, all of a sudden you're stepping away from sales where you need to be to grow your business and stepping into support where you need to be to retain customers. And it's that unpredictability that leads to a lot of MSPs really not going in the direction that they would like to go. Yep, absolutely. So what about in the scenario that an MSP owner has what we say, you know, they've got great people. They've got people they can rely on. They always turn up to work. They're seemingly happy. There might be really good technicians who are smart, they're ambitious, and they're excellent with customers. Can an MSP owner or an MSP leadership team at that point sit back and know that everything's going to be all right? Look, there are certainly many examples in the industry. It's not a large percentage. So there's not a large percentage of MSPs that have made that hyperscale, right? Which is usually somewhere above $2 million in annual revenue, where an MSP has a leadership team in place, a service delivery manager and an account manager and a business development manager and so on. There's that maturity that you see. A lot of MSPs don't ever make it to that stage. Those that do, we've conducted a number of studies, thousands in fact, through Benchmark 365, those that do spend anywhere in the realm of 10 to 20 years achieving that out or achieving that end. Now, there are other options available in the market today, as you know. Do you want to spend 20 years building a team, leading a team, basically your entire career to get to that level of stability where you can step back and say, wow, this is running really consistently today? Or are there other ways to look at the problem and solve it? Absolutely. So we're saying that one of the key successful traits is predictability. And one of the key drivers or the key channels to predictability is through the people, but obviously people are unpredictable. So in that instance, what are some options, as you've mentioned before, what are some options and some solutions that an MSP owner can look at to help drive that predictability through people? Sure. So as I said before, nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm going to do the hard yards and I'm going to build a big team and I'm going to get this to a level of stability. Just know the data. Just know that it is hard. And I say that as someone who has done it. It is challenging to get to that level of predictability. But there's no shame if that's the direction you want to go. We're definitely not saying don't do that, right? Just that there is some challenges. There, obviously, another option is freelancing or finding an external uh, company to recruit people for you. Now, the challenge with doing that, of course, is that group of people that are going to hire a group of people for you, they're not going to manage them day to day. They're not going to lead those individuals. And so in some senses, you're transferring that problem from your own internal office or remote office to somebody else's office and hoping for a better outcome. It's been our experience that the outcome is not better. Um, and because for that reason, yes, you might save a few dollars, particularly if you're doing outsourcing where you move it to another country, but you still have the same challenges of how do you get this to scale and how do you get this to predictability? So, of course, another option is to go for a service provider and a service provider, rather than hiring people for you and then you need to go and manage them, the service provider hires, manages, trains, does everything that's expected of you so that you can go out and focus on sales and growth of your business. And that is a massive part of the equation. If you take the people factor out of the equation, that enables you to actually go out and focus on growth and sales, as opposed to this long journey of developing and relying upon individuals to grow your business for you. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And so what would you say like an average MSP owner who doesn't have an outsourced service, but they may have internal resources or they may have an external freelancer or a contractor, what on average, what percentage of their time is used up in training, managing the people mm. problem, recruiting, and I suppose solving this people problem? Is it around sort of 60% of their week or what does that look like? I'd say it's that old 80-20 adage. I think that what we see from MSPs that haven't reached that level of consistency that we're talking about today, either are not doing it at all, which means that they're subsidizing and stepping into technical support work. They're actually doing the job of the individuals that aren't delivering for them. So we see a lot of that. It's like, wow, you've got five people, but you're still doing support tickets, right? You're still dealing with customer complaints and stuff like that. So there's that spending 80% of the time on the tools instead of spending 80% of the time on growth activities for the company. Those that do double down and focus on people, again, what we said before is it can be done. It's just a very long journey. I believe you need to be spending 80% of your time on culture, right? And that's where I spend my time today. I spend very little time, I spend no time doing technical support at all, <laughs> none whatsoever. I think I'd be a bit dangerous now. I spend 80% of my time developing people to work for other MSPs. And that's where that effort level goes. Yeah. And the other area of effort then also would go to selling and growing versus doing technical support right. and leaving your business at a stagnant level, right? Right. Well, the only difference between a successful MSP and one that's struggling is sales. It's the only difference. And the best person to go out and sell your business, sell the benefit of working with your MSP is you, particularly when you're smaller. It's really your personal brand that's going to get out there and sell your services. And so if you're not out there doing that, you can see it in the numbers, the successful MSP that's out there knocking on doors all day because they're not dealing with people challenges and they're not dealing with tickets, they're growing. Yep. It, it's just math. Yeah, absolutely. And in that scenario where the MSP owner is no longer dealing with the people and no longer dealing with the tickets and they're focusing on selling and they're focusing on culture, what sort of benefits do they experience as an MSP owner personally and professionally? Well, I think this brings back to that word predictability, and now we're getting into the predictable revenue. Predictable revenue is what we all need to be able to sort of calm down a little bit, have a better life. Obviously, the early stages of starting an MSP, you're running around everywhere, you're chief cook and bottle washer, so to speak. You've got to do everything, and that's because you're hunting for that next little bit of revenue so that you can just stay alive, stay afloat. As you spend more and more time focused on sales, you'll find that you have more and more opportunity. When you have more and more opportunity, again, this is math, you'll convert more deals. And when you convert more deals, you'll have a more consistency in revenue. And that opens you up to a lot more opportunity yourself. Now, one thing that you could do with that is relax a bit, right? If you've got a bit more money in the bank and your business is actually humming, then you might want to slow down a little bit. And particularly those veterans that we talk about that have been at it for 20 years, a lot of them are saying, hey, if I could just get off the tools and win a few deals every month, I'll be relaxed. I'll be happy. For some, it's that predictability that enables them to take a lot more time off to actually work on themselves. Yeah, and it might be working on health, working on your mental health, right? Getting some of that life back that has been dragged away by running an MSP and probably dragged down the rabbit hole a little bit of doing technical support for small businesses. And so there are a couple of things that I could say there, Lara, that make a real difference to an MSP. 
Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of MSP owners out here listening to this and resonating with a couple of those scenarios that you've mentioned. With that in mind, can you tell us about potentially one of your customers with Benchmark 365 that this has happened to, as in they were very much on the tools, they were very exhausted, and then they worked with Benchmark 365, and now they've kind of opened up a new door to life? Yeah. So I can think immediately that comes to mind two partners, one a recent partner and one that's been with us for a very long time, both great stories. And you can read these stories on our website at benchmark365.com. John Dawkins is from Atlas IT. He's an Australian-based MSP, small provider who had constantly been struggling with staffing. So he'd hired an engineer, he trained that engineer, he developed them, and then lo and behold, they left. And this is just a common story in the MSP industry, left for a perhaps a larger salary opportunity with a larger company. But John had spent all of this time training this person, developing this person. He then tried contracting, so people in the local area that could step in and do things for him, but he found them to be inconsistent. And the main part of this story is John hadn't had a holiday. He hadn't gone back to the UK where family is based for many, many years. Wow. He signed up with Benchmark about a year ago nervous at first because he's the sort of person that always wanted to DIY everything. Bit by bit, handed over various tasks to the benchmark team. Today, we're supporting all of his customers and he just got back from a trip to the UK after years of not being able to travel because he was shackled to his business. And so that to me is an amazing story. And there's some other elements in there, just that he's been able to spend more time on his fitness, been able to spend more time with his partner. And just to me, just seems like a happier guy, which is really nice. (laughs) Another one is, and we talked a lot in previous podcasts and we've showcased Jeremy Johnson's business from Go Computers. Jeremy's also an Australian-based MSP. And when he contacted me five years ago, um, in fact, it was on the day today, five years ago, I remember because I was just heading into some Australia Day celebrations and Jeremy said, look, James, you don't know me. I don't know you. But if I can't make something work with Benchmark, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. He'd been at this for a couple of decades, really, which is a very common story. Struggling with staff, still seemingly, despite having a team, doing everything. Mm. You know, still waking up in the middle of the night because a system was down, still having to deal with billing challenges, still having to deal with all of this stuff. Yet he had a team. He signed up with Benchmark. And again, a gradual process of, onboarding customers with us onto our 24 by 7 help desk service and bit by bit watching Jeremy both flourish as an individual, spending more time on the things that he loves doing, as well as basically quadrupling the size of his business over the last five years, whereas he'd stagnated before he solved this people equation. And so they're the ones that immediately come to mind, Lara, because I think they're pretty special stories. Yeah, absolutely. Life-changing stories. All right. And so, James, just for our last question today, what advice would you give to an MSP owner who is struggling to achieve some of these key traits at the moment? I give this advice out a lot is to reflect, are you really where you want to be? Mm. I get the opportunity to speak with a lot of MSPs and MSPs will say, "Look, everything's fine, James. Everything's great. Business is great. Well, as we start to talk and we look at things like what percentage of your time are you spending doing tech support? Or where's your revenue at and where do you want it to be? And the more that we sort of talk, the more it sort of comes out that MSPs aren't necessarily where they want to be. So I think it's that getting a mirror out. If you can't talk to somebody else about it, just get that mirror out and say, is this what I set out to do? And I think most MSPs will recognize that they want to grow. And so my next real piece of advice here is 
focusing on moving forward and growth. And the way to do that is to get yourself out of the trenches, solve this people equation, whichever way you want to do it. All of it requires some level of execution. Maybe there's a bit of a shortcut if you could use some sort of outsourcing service. But get out there and focus on getting ahead as opposed to sort of looking in the rearview mirror and maybe focusing on the wrong things. Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Well, thank you for all of that information, James. And that's all the time that we have for today. So thanks again, James, as I mentioned, for all of your industry expertise and your insights and your contribution to the MSP community. For more information on Benchmark 365 and to learn the journeys of thousands of MSP owners around the world, please check out Benchmark 365 website at www.benchmark365.com. Thanks again, James, and have a great day. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you.